Welcome to All of You with Madeleine Munro, a space where we explore vulnerable conversations and topics centered around a trauma-informed approach to healing and growth, where we welcome all that we are exactly as we are. Hi, loved ones. Thank you so much for joining me for episode four of the All of You podcast with me, Madeleine Munro. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Charlotte Johnson, as we dive into our second part of our conversations on conscious relationships. And today, we're reflecting on our own lessons and learnings all to do with intimacy and dating. It's a vulnerable share for both of us. And if you would like some support or help or any resources around conscious relationships, you can access them through my free ebook on my website, The Guide to Conscious Relationships. I'm really looking forward to you hearing this episode and hearing our own journeys on this topic. Okay. I am so excited for the second part of this conversation as we lay some more groundwork on the foundations of conscious relationships of when we've started to understand our stuff, reflect on our triggers, our wounds, the patterns we play out. We have a support network community around us that can hold us to our highest And then how do we create and what our journeys are with conscious relationships in love, sex, and intimacy? Oh, Charlotte, I would love to hear some of your biggest lessons in conscious relationships in your dating life. I would love to share. I would love to. I thank you for having me again. And, you know, I'm, yeah, I, I really loved the first episode because I feel like it was the real groundwork of like really diving into the foundational pieces which have allowed me to experience dating as a spiritual practice. I guess one of the biggest pieces, I mean, we carrying on from what we were speaking about with the conversation piece was learning to show up in my dating experiences, how I wanted to show up in life and how I wanted to show up in relationships rather than changing myself to make make it a comfortable date or make it an does that make sense like make it an easeful date I remember the first date that I went on where I named something I literally came to your house afterwards I was like I was a wreck <laughs> do you remember that moment I you do you're like I need to remember this moment <laughs> first thing I did was like take a picture this is this is funny this is a funny moment your hands are on my kitchen island and you're reflecting on that crunchy conversation crunchy is definitely one way to describe it but that was a huge milestone for me so I guess I guess before that I I had really learned to say no I'd actually I'd actually ended a date mid-date like this was like a year before maybe like just less than a year before in the summer and then when I was dating the next time was like February time so there was there was a big gap I I kind of took a break again and so just so I'm following the timeline yeah and there was the so if we start even further back there's dates that you actually didn't leave even though if I'm right I'm remembering you knew pretty much from the beginning that they were not right but didn't you've stayed on that date and then even gone babe I have slept with people <laughs> after a date you know like like my inability to say no like I I can so laugh at myself now and like I so I also I'm just like oh like baby girl like I had you know there was so much going on for me whilst I was dating that I think a, a really big piece was my my deep desire to fall in love my deep desire to meet someone and and having that and having all of these unhealed pieces meant that I would give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. <laughs> or like stay you know entertain connections which I knew in my soul were an absolute solid no and yeah I would stay on it but yeah the one that you are referring to I did manage to end that date however it was very clear that it was a solid no right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So it was a full day date. Like Mm -hmm. he picked me up, he took me. Okay, so in all honesty, as soon as he picked me up, I knew that it was a no. I was like, whoa, like my entire system just like, I'm very energetic. Like I'm very sensitive. 
and my body has ways of telling me so it's it's nothing to do and and my mind is the one that tries to rationalize these things and this is where I've ended up like staying on because my mind has been like no you can't know that quickly like no no like come on like you know like all of these stories of like give them a chance and I like my 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 whole body just had a reaction to the intensity of this person's energy so he took me for coffee and he was invalidating everything that I was saying he was like he was so intense and I actually remember on the way out oh should I tell it's such a long story but like so there was another guy on the balcony there was one other guy who was listening to the he wasn't I didn't know but you know he could hear everything And then I left first and one of our friends was in the cafe and I walked past her and she was like, oh babe, how's it going? And she knew, like, I was like, oh, and so she she knew from my reaction and she was like, are you going to like carry on this date? And I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think I literally said to her, like, he's quite intense. (laughs) It's like my, my words. And he had stopped to speak to the guy on the balcony. And then I'd gone down to the to the bike and he came down. He was like, that was so interesting. The guy on the balcony said I needed, to, what was it? I needed to slow down and let you breathe or something. And I was like, wow. And he was like, what do you think that means? And I was like, well, what do you think it means? And he he was just like, well, this guy has no idea how to hold space for women. He's like, he just doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. And then he's like, what do you think it means? And I'd said, well, you know, I am quite sensitive and you, know, you are quite loud. <laughs> and he was like, well, that's nothing to do with me. That's not my problem. Like how you feel is nothing to do with me. And that was kind of the start of me dating men who were in the spiritual world, but would not take responsibility for any of their stuff. Like we're very much of the, like every single thing is a projection. So no matter how you feel, no matter what I do, that will essentially make you feel a certain way. Like it's nothing to do with me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I love is like, yeah. Noticing like how your body knew, it knew the signs that this person wasn't right for you. And it also sounds like this person wasn't the safe person to be around. Mm. But it sounds like at that point, there wasn't like the worrying or system to know that it was also safe to leave at any point, or that it was okay to leave at any point. So I love how you've tapped in even at the beginning of this conversation that like the learning of putting yourself first, even if it creates like a lack of ease or yeah, in the dating environment, even if it creates discomfort for the other, allowing yourself to put your needs first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is essentially like, was the biggest piece was me learning to to be able to put me first and say no, regardless of their reaction, which I have just never been able to do. Mm, So huge growth here, huge growth. And, And so even this lesson around noticing yourself date people that couldn't take responsibility how did you come into awareness with that and then how did you change that well that date in particular was was a a big one for it he he was the first person that I was that intense with with that the the perspective that he held and I I kind of stood back and noticed this and was like, well, where do I need to take more responsibility for for my patterns? And I was like, well, you know, I'd gone towards this guy and I'd entertained, you know, there was still still parts of me that I was needing to look at. There was still parts of me that were needing to be healed. and, And he was a beautiful opportunity to do that. And it was also just like, you know, this was the, these were the first dating experiences of me seeing how important it was to take responsibility in, in relationships. And, and, and I'd never, so I'd never been in conscious relationships before. And I think that was just such a mirror of like, this is the, like, this is what it's like to not have that, you know? And it sounds like it's, it's growth from emotional unavailability and being like, okay, so I'm now bringing my stuff, but then like the next step of like, oh, wow, you're not taking ownership. 
and therefore then what's the next piece is yeah not being in a relationship with people that don't, aren't able to take ownership like what a transition of like owning those parts of yourself mm-hmm. and, and your needs yeah. and relationship, allowing those to be the priority mm-hmm. and because yeah, it sounds like this is a transition from what we spoke about and we've spoken about it as like a common theme of like how and I'll, I'll take my responsibility for it but like how I would date and be so about the other person thought of me so it'd be like mm-hmm. oh god do they like me am I okay for them like all of this that I wasn't even concerned with the fact that they weren't able to meet my needs so it was such a huge shift and so this sounds like such an incredible mirror of wow this person could completely not meet your needs and what an awakening of realizing like the needs that you need to be met for you to go on dates with men mm-hmm. mm, huge I resonate with that piece so much you know that you're going into a date with the perspective of what are they going to think of me how do they view me versus like how do I feel on this date like how do I feel about them like you know it that's a huge shift and takes yeah like it completely changes the game when it comes to dating yeah and it's such a shame that we're never really taught this like this is where I wish we had like these dating classes for teenagers because I remember looking at magazines you know and it'd be like five steps to win your man 10 steps to like this and it's like why do I need five steps to win a man like I need to sit with what I want and what I desire and co-create that and check if someone else can meet me in that. I don't need to win anybody. This is not how conscious relationships work. Yes. We're taught from a young age that there's things that we need to do to garner other people's affection and validation. And therefore that subtle manipulation or covert playing out of needs in relationship. It's like the epitome of what we're moving away from. And also something that you taught me, which is, I think this would be my favorite piece. There's been many, you know, (laughs) but also knowing that like, there's no, you, you, I can't remember when you said this to me, you just looked at me and you're like, babe, there's no wrong moves in dating. You know, when you, you just have to trust yourself and also trust that it's going to work out exactly how it's meant to work out. Like what is meant for you when it comes to dating is not going to pass you by. So therefore like you you cannot make any wrong moves. And like knowing that also allows you to show up in a, in a dating perspective of like, you know, no matter what goes on here, like if I'm just learning to be my authentic self and like, you know, I, I show up like, however this unfolds. And I think that, you know, referring back to that idea of like winning a man or this idea of trying to get something that, it's not maybe meant for you like if it's meant for you it will be yours absolutely and this feels like it even stems back to the beginning of our first conversation around like the needs the parental wounds of like those needs of like yeah validation approval acceptance to like win someone to be claimed how they they play out within our relationships and therefore we think we need to do or be certain things in order to have relationships or to be loved. And really that's, yeah, covert manipulation. Yeah, I love this. And I love how you reflected it back to me in my own dating journey of like there not being wrong moves because yeah, we may make mistakes as humans. We'll be messy and vulnerable. We're not saying we can never be wrong, but like there's this idea that, and it comes from, you know, and I remember, you know, I've, I've got an older brother. So reading this book at, you know, I must've been like 15 when he introduced me to this book and the game. And like these dating rules for men around winning women and things like that. And this idea that you need to do certain things in order to win people's affection or their a relationship with them or like hook them in. And it's and actually it's like, why would we want relationships based on game playing? And actually there's no wrong moves when we just see other people as our own mirrors and a deep invitation to look at ourselves and allow ourselves to meet our own needs on a deeper level. Yeah, because if you're having to manipulate someone into being in a relationship with you, that relationship like, is most likely not going to be in your highest. 
you know like because you it's it's based the foundation of that relationship then is manipulation and playing games it's so interesting because it feels like this was such a huge theme in in pop culture you look at the themes and stuff of like rom-coms and people changing for their man like you know we want to see films and things where we get to see people grow in love like sit with their uncomfortable feelings take ownership have really grounded calm like conversations moving through conflict seeking therapy seeking support and moving through love with ease and grace even if it's sticky and uncomfortable at times yes 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 and I mean yeah I can't think of really one film that that highlights that healthy conscious relating in like popular popular culture but I I see it growing so much within the community and and it's so powerful to see and like it's just it's a game changer for sure Mm -hmm. yeah and it makes life easier and we're moving away from drama and intensity and often that can be confused with love like the intensity Mm. and intensity can be confused with chemistry and actually yeah, like moving into models of like grounded love of, you know, yeah, when there isn't that drama, but then I guess drama doesn't sell. I mean, drama sells. So, you know, that's not like easeful, just calm conversation. <laughs> yeah. And so in terms of dating, I love the theme that you picked up in our last conversation around this caretaking or mothering, like roles that you can take in relationships. And so I'd love to know, yeah, more how, yeah, you notice your patterns show up and how they affected the dynamics. And then, because it sounds like through noticing your dynamics of like caretaking or mothering, noticing that you weren't actually getting your own needs met and therefore realizing you have to shift something in order to get your your authentic needs met in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm, good question. You know, I actually noticed this... I, 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 I noticed the pattern playing out, but I didn't know what it what it was or like where it was coming from. Like I'd noticed that I would meet men and then they would be, they would emotionally dump on me and they would emotion like I, they would then turn to me and, and it would turn into a really weird dynamic and me at the time without any boundaries and without really fully understanding like what was at play and also like wanting to fix and also wanting connection. Like some of these guys I, I like really fancied and would really have loved to have dated and so when they would you know when that was happening like I would just fully lean in and like be this support and it would end up being like I would be giving them like I would be coaching them or like he you know and 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 that would and then I would wonder why I would then resent it and I Mm. and I would have these feelings of like like what's going on here and I remember I remember when I first started changing this pattern and I put in a boundary and you know have you ever I don't like I put in a boundary, but I was really harsh. <laughs> like, I, because when I was first learning how to do it, yeah, I just like went fully the other way. Could <laughs> be a bit mean, could have never really put in boundaries. So, so mean. <laughs> Literally, like, deleted, blocked, like, all, like, so harsh. <laughs> and I keep thinking of this one guy I did it to, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. But, like, at the same time, like, he, he was really like really emotionally dumping on me like really heavy stuff and also like the way that it often panned out is that that would be the only time that they would they would like that was when they were most leaning in Mm -hmm. and it was when they had they had something that they wanted to like emotionally dump on me or chev and they they weren't meeting my needs in any way shape or form and so obviously it was creating a lot of resentment and also in in ways like that would happen and and then they wouldn't oh my god there was this one guy at university who I was in a really unhealthy thing with for about a year and a half and like he would emotionally dump on me and he would and like he even had other girlfriends in this time of him like like me and him being in connection and he would never meet up with me like he like and and then I would like try to pull away and be like, no, like this, like what is going, like, he, uh, and when he would feel me pull away, he would then meet up with me mm-hmm. and take me for donuts. I remember this very specifically, he would take me for donuts and then he would be like, okay, so are we okay? Like, you're not going to stop talking to me now. And I would be back in his hook again and I would stay in. And like, it was, this was so, 
apparent in a lot of my relationships I just didn't see like see what was happening and when I did like I say I started to like put in these really firm boundaries and and now it's really like even now like I'm dating a guy and I'm I'm so aware of 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 this pattern that I'm like I'm almost over I'm like I need to make sure that this isn't playing out in any subtle way because that is just not a dynamic that I like you know once once you introduce a dynamic to your dating situation like it's hard to to navigate out of it does that make sense like you're you know it so so yeah it's it's been a really really big process and boundaries has just is is the biggest piece for that creating creating boundaries I would love to hear how you navigated that yeah first of all I love hearing about your experiencing and it's something I really appreciate about our combos are yeah the lightness like this and this is what I really want that will be yeah that will be just present through these yeah, just through how I like teach and stuff, it's just the lightness of which we can hold and be with our stuff and the acceptance of like, ah, this is what I did. And like, is it okay to make, <laughs> it's okay to make mistakes, you know? And, and here's how I'm learning from it. And just that humanness from it all. Yeah, yeah so my mothering piece, ah, the classic mother wound, eh? So yeah, the caretaking. So mine comes from a, a codependent theme. And yeah, well, I would find my place through, yeah, caretaking men and similar, then feeling resentment. But actually, you know, when I was younger, I actually just, I wasn't aware of the pattern until I started feeling resentment and realizing until it was like, ah, this isn't quite right. But it's like, we don't know, like, you know, I didn't know what was wrong until I had better. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that ah wow I actually don't want to be connecting with men in this way until I started connecting differently and realizing like wow there's some people in my life that I only connect through fixing their problems with them and like going through that and I guess that's where I found safety and it's also like the breadcrumbs of connection of like this is the best that I can get this is the best way for me to connect it's like if I am giving you my all and I'm and I'm here for you 24 7 and I'm yeah able to hold all your stuff for you and and be this person that's like the best that I can get and I'm happy for anything in return which comes back to like yeah the codependent theme and like so that's been really potent and again it was boundaries and I definitely made mistakes with boundaries I think yeah as as we do but boundaries and like space I sought space from people in my life and like you know it can be scary but like putting boundaries in and having space and being like we need to reevaluate this dynamic like this isn't working for me and becoming aware of that pattern that I would play out with certain figures and then being aware of in dating and again now I I've been very conscious of it with my yeah relationships and because also I'm disempowering someone else you know, I want that. I know that the men that I'm in relationship with are so incredible, like wise, like inspirational beings. Like they are, like I'm in awe of them. So therefore I don't need to be the caretaker or be that person because I know they've got it. And then when I stepped into that, it's like, wow, now I'm being held and that's the vulnerable piece. I, the way I, my subconscious benefits from the codependency was that I didn't have to be fully vulnerable because I'm the caretaker. Mm-hmm. And actually that is deathly scary to a part of me to need to lean on someone and be so vulnerable with someone mm-hmm. and let myself be held. It's almost this like subtle control piece of the people that you date, which we've spoken about before. Oh, yeah. Is this like, if you... Yeah, if there's there's an aspect of the of the dynamic where you're slightly in control, it's it means really that you don't have to be fully vulnerable. Yeah, that's the codependent thing of, yeah, and it's so subtle. And especially at this point where it's been healing for years, so it's not something I fully identify with, actually. I feel balanced and secure and I feel really healthy in my relationships, but I need to catch it. I need to be aware, like any mm-hmm. kind of addiction that was an addiction of how I would meet connection. So it's something I need to be aware of 
like the other addictions that I've worked really fucking hard to heal like where is this showing up and then what part of me is afraid or needs something right now so I don't play this out with someone so for example with codependency if I follow that thread if I was afraid of being vulnerable with someone that I'm in love with it's like I need to self-soothe and hold that little one of me and let her know it's safe to be fully held by this being. It is so safe. And I don't need to enact patterns of caretaking mm. and get let her know that it's okay. Yeah. Just like, you know, where we've healed our relationships with other areas. Yeah. You know, this real conscious relationship, like with food, sex, drugs, alcohol, all of it what is the deeper need that's being met and it was safety through codependent dynamics yeah it's just so wild like how that yeah how that can play out and I that you're so right about like and that's I think that's what I was meaning when I was saying like I'm dating this guy now and I have to be so aware of Mm. of making sure that it's not playing out because as you say it's such an addictive piece to go into when it comes to relating yeah yeah, and I feel like with dating, another challenge is like our hormones are activated. You know, like all the serotonin, and oxytocin, like, oh my gosh. And I was saying to you, I think literally on the phone earlier, is this the love of my life or am I ovulating? Like, and like, you know, and then there's the deep need for like, yeah, like love, partnership, validation, approval, that are all these like deep pieces in the tapestry of our stuff that like it feels like it takes yes this conscious awareness of like from what part of myself am I acting or am I behaving from is it from my higher self or are there other parts playing and I feel like this is why it's so important to have people around you who can hold that highest vision for you because I think you know it's so okay and I think this is you know a piece often with the whole independent single woman thing that we can feel like it's a bad thing to say like, no, I deeply want to be in partnership or I deeply want to to find love. And like, it was a whole thing, me coming back to being able to own that, but from a healthy place and also know that that is something in my system. So to be so aware of that whilst I'm dating, because sometimes those desires can really overshadow your the the, it's like you can cloud your judgment and you can kind of have rose tinted glasses on when you're dating people and you're not in your highest so it's like it's so important (laughs) I'm I'm laughing to myself because I'm it reminds me of something my therapist said to me and one of my other patterns has been so one of my coping strategies growing up was like dissociation or like checking out and daydreaming and filling in the gaps as uh, of reality in the way that like felt you know dissociating into yeah and therefore we noticed through like yeah seven years of therapy that one of the themes in dating would be like I would fill out in the early stage of dating like all my projections but to the highest of the other person so I wouldn't be able to see and this comes down to our red flag programming as well you know like how we're wired to ignore red flags to create safety with our family you know we're wired from but I would go a step further of like, and I'm just smiling as a, you know, that tone when a therapist wants to hold you to your patterns, but without saying like, what the fuck? And she's just like, I'm aware. Do we think that this this pattern might be present here? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. You know what? It bloody well is of this, of like projecting the lightness onto people at the beginning of the dating, like fully, like giving them the benefit of the doubt to an extreme and then coming crashing down a few dates in and but how that young part of me felt yeah like she found love and happiness through filling in the gaps rather than seeing what was really there yeah and it's this piece of not seeing them for who they are Mm. and like and and you've also shared which I found so powerful to, to you know internalize and work with was like when at the early stages of dating, when you don't know someone, there's, there is a lot of room for your projections of them. You know, like as you see them more, as you date them more, you get to know them more. So like it's the reality of it. But right at the beginning, like there is so much room. And I, I mean, we've spoken about this before, but those future projections were wild. Like I'm so there with you. Like, 
yeah so yeah so this space between projections and that was a really potent learning I had for my yeah psychosexual somatic therapy training of where we were in this group container and naming our projections and I remember the teacher just saying like yeah look at the space for projection when you don't know each other you fill in the gaps you fill in the space but it's just with your own assumptions and your own stories and often then in dating because it's fueled by like a you know, a deep want probably for partnership or, or love or whatever, maybe if it's a a conscious need for love or a deeper need for something else, those projectors often play out and we can run away with them. And actually, so if I look at my own stuff, yeah, it's like, you know, it, or for future projection, you know, I actually just saw a meme the other day around like, oh, be right back just planning our wedding after our first date you know like we joke about it in pop culture and really that was you is that cancer meme by any chance because I've definitely seen that oh yeah Charlotte Star so her sun sign is cancer and we like to blame that on everything <laughs> blame on the stars it all comes back to that not our trauma it's all in nothing the to do with me I take no responsibility and yeah, so I was like thinking about like future projections and really like we're wanting to create certainty. We're wanting to create this uncertainty in the early days of dating that we don't actually know. You know, like dating is is messy and it's vulnerable. And it's like, I love this quote one of my teachers said around like love itself isn't safe. You know, like we are giving our heart to someone, to someone that we have no power or control over. And that's one of the bravest things that we can do and so therefore it's like in these early doors of dating it's like how can we create safety probably by future projecting and letting a part of us know like oh actually they're also on the same page for me they also want the same things and we might not actually know if they do 100% and and something that becomes apparent then though is like you know the more you let yourself run away with that the more you let yourself indulge in that the bigger the crash is when or like the you know the bigger that it's like because you've you've created this idea of what this is going to be like and so and and like you said it's like usually your highest projections of them and so when reality like comes with those experiences it's you have to yeah face the difference and face the fact that that's maybe not how it's going to pan out <laughs> yeah like a crash bottom and it's grieving then then we're grieving that the future that was never there the future Mm -hmm. that that, that's been created and yeah so one of the biggest tools that I found I think yeah we're on the same page here is like that's helped me find safety and security in dating when there's a lot of uncertainty is things like relationship check-ins like what are what 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 are our boundaries like what are my needs ahead of time can this person meet them what are our boundaries and agreements because the amount of times that I've been like teaching and yeah coaching someone and it's like ah I think I think we're exclusive but I'm not sure so it's like are we even on the same page like how can we have these conversations so that those future projections there's not so much space for future projections or or projections of any kind because we're deeply rooted in the truth of the relationship through conscious communication yeah this is huge and and I think there's like something because this is something now that I'm implementing within my dating it really calls you to let go of this idea of being the cool girl or being the you know these personas do you know what I mean like if you if you see any kind of like reality tv or like whatever it's anywhere really the programming is like oh don't ever ask like what what are we like don't be that girl you know and and actually like oh my god be that be that girl have those conversations like let yourself have that safety and that is that has honestly transformed my mm-hmm. you know my dating experiences and yeah but it but it does call for you to be really honest and really let go of those personas yeah i love that and like owning the persona of like the cool girl or the person that doesn't have needs and they can go at the flow and be laid back mm-hmm. and like really actually what we're saying is like 
ah, I'm lovable because I don't have needs and I'm not going to cause any any discomfort for you. Yeah, and it reminds me of also when I see on like dating profiles when people may say like no drama or good vibes only. Oh my gosh. And it's... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> drives me insane. I steer far away from good vibes only on, on dating profiles. Yeah, and it's same here I'm like great eliminate yourselves because for me that's that's a red flag that mm-hmm. for me is saying you can't hold my emotional process you're not willing to have honest deep conversations yeah you see that as drama like having you know having yeah. conversations honest and real you, like yes yeah yeah or being held to your highest held accountable or like mm-hmm. yeah the depth of intimacy as drama or and life isn't good vibes only life isn't and and so why would we expect or want our relationships to be good vibes only when that's not authentic and you know like we've said like having these conversations feels so good to know that you're on this like coming like I'm experiencing this now with a guy that I am that I'm dating and having had the experiences that I've had over the past like two years that safety that comes from being received and like being Mm -hmm. able to have these conversations even in the early stages is just like incredible like so incredible and it just feels so good to be able to like honor yourself in that way and also meet someone who's able to hold you in that I love how you said like honor yourself in this way and that change from that persona the archetype of the cool girl and like actually coming into like I deserve to honor myself. I deserve to have meet needs. I deserve to be met. And I deserve to be held in this. Like my needs are not too much. Yeah, I'm just laughing. <laughs> because my persona now couldn't be further away from the cool girl. <laughs> like, like, I don't know whether to name this or not. I'm going to do it anyway. But like, <laughs> like the person that I have dated recently asking him to go all in casually like when I first met him and it was funny I was so like it was so I didn't mean all in like you know like I was talking emotionally I was talking like I wanted to be able to feel him more and I couldn't and like but even just saying that to a guy who I just met like that's wild like that could not be further from being the cool girl who just like mm. is whatever and and it felt great like it felt so good to be able to do that because that's what I desire oh my gosh this is so fucking gorgeous and there it's like knowing what you desire and you know design because what I'm hearing is like you wanted to feel him you wanted to feel his heart and that's what you need in dating experience. And if you're going to invest your time and your energy and your presence with someone, that's what you require. And so allowing that to be voiced, it's like the deepest expression of authenticity mm. and being able to be met in that. Yeah. And so as we really like celebrate and appreciate this journey, like, yeah, I'm so just, just touched, like hearing you speak about it in this way. What helped you let go of the persona of the cool girl aka I don't have needs great question I mean I guess I guess one of the biggest pieces is like seeing how unfulfilling and how resentful I felt with all Mm. of the of the dating experiences I was having when I was pretending to not have needs and I think as well like a really big piece of that is getting to know yourself if I look back at those dating experiences like I I guess I I wasn't anchored in who in my womanhood in like who I am Mm -hmm. I was still in like my my girl like my little girl phase and like just really wanting to be loved by someone like my maiden self like hoping to be saved I had I oh my god would (laughs) would quite happily have like just been saved by someone and like someone pay for me for the rest of my life like that was the the mentality that I was in so like learned helplessness yes Mm. yes yeah that piece that was a really big piece in in my mentality and so real deep healing of like what I needed and like learning to meet my own needs because that was a big piece like I wasn't even meeting my own needs at that point I didn't know what they were 
So then, you know, the celibacy piece, meeting my own needs, pleasure-wise meeting my own needs in terms of my life, really stepping into like my purpose and my power allowed me to then take this into my dating experiences and be like, you know, like, I I know who I am. I know what I want. These are my needs. And I fully trust that like, if we're meant to have a great dating experience, then you'll be, you know, my needs will be met. Mm, this is so beautiful and yeah it sounds like this this is you know what we spoke about earlier of like that transition from you know will they like me how do they perceive me to how do I perceive myself and meet someone in that groundedness of I know who I am mm-hmm. and you didn't say this but it sounds like also there's security that you know you said oh you know my needs we met but it sounds like there's also the insecurity in yourself of acknowledging that some people might not be able to meet our needs. But it still it still doesn't mean that it's still safe to ask for them to be met, mm-hmm. even if someone can't meet them. Like that was one sort of like, ah, you know, even on a nuanced like day-to-day basis of like, ah, I'm not available or I can do it later or, mm-hmm. but that it's safe to. Mm-hmm. And that's actually cool. Yes. This is the new cool girl. This is it. Where we're honest and we say, we name the thing and we're having like connection <laughs> This is the cool thing. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, yes, yes. I, oh my gosh, 100%. And also, like, just to expand a little bit further on what you're saying is, it's like, knowing that no matter what unfolds with another person, knowing that you have got your own back and you are, you know, like, it's, it's anchoring in that deep sense of, like, I love myself so much. I can meet my own needs. Like, my life is so full that regardless of how this conversation goes, regardless of whether you're able to meet my needs or not, like, I'm going to be okay. Like, this is going to be fine. And that never, like, you know, yeah, that never used to be how I, how I was in dating. So seeing like a relationship to, yeah, plug the holes in the void of yourself and therefore having so much pressure to make you feel a certain way mm-hmm. and actually not having that internal sense of safety in yourself. And actually now it's like there's so much freedom in knowing that you, yeah, that, you know, we spoke about the parental like wounds or the childhood wounds. It's like of validation or acceptance that you meet yourself in that. So it's a cleaner approach to dating because actually you're healing your own deepest like what my actual friend called recently, I love this time of like sacred wounds, the, the earliest, most potent wounds to sacred ones, because you've got your own back in those, you get to have a, yeah, a cleaner, a clearer experience in dating, because it's not all mixed up into one soup. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that description of how, it, you know, the, the cleanness. So like you're going into dating to see you know like seeing whether you like this person versus going into dating with all of these underlying like are you going to fill the hole of self-love like are you going to validate me I need you to do this and like all of these pieces lead you to them acting like trying to manipulate the situation or yeah not acting like your your true self yeah so true like yeah, if I'm this, or like if I message at this day, should I leave this gap? Should I call? Like all of these things are like, try, and that comes back to the control piece that we've spoken about. Like if I can control the situation, then maybe I'll feel safer in the relationship rather than finding that internal sense of safety that I'm loved, I'm safe, I accept it in myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm choosing to come into connection from a place of overflow mm-hmm. of like how gorgeous, how abundant, how beautiful would it be to consciously spend time together to learn more about myself while I get to know you and because we're having so much fun and incredible times together and I want to make more of that rather than those yeah unmet needs Mm. yeah I love that I really love that and that's yeah it just creates a completely different dating situation Mm, yes so different and so you know I love how we're really holding the vision for the relationships I think we've spent years 
carving out like these are taking of like healing our trauma developing communication skills like working with our triggers learning in relationship with others and being messy and vulnerable and getting it wrong and working at the nuances and it's like it allows us to hold the vision of of how we feel so deeply met in in relationship and so my question really is like what are some of the biggest mistakes you've made in dating and how did you learn from them yeah that's a it's a really great question and you know I I think one of the biggest pieces when I look back is like where I've been dating from as in like if I look back on my dating history like I can see how many times I went on dating apps out of loneliness and to try and like fit and like those experiences were never fulfilling those experience like because I was coming from a place of lack and I was coming from a place of you know wanting to fill a void and not knowing how to, to really look after myself so just like really being able to like to be really honest with myself and to really check in with where I'm coming from and I would also say in terms of like mistakes just that I think not I think the piece that you're talking about where you shift the perspective of not being worried about what they think of you and really focusing on what you think of them I didn't learn that early enough (laughs) like you know that was a really and I I yeah I dated a lot and that was always the the focus was like what do they think of me but also like I think I just so I've been single officially now for like seven years like my last partner was was seven years ago and and that was you know quite a tumultuous relationship but I I think I would really remind myself that like singlehood is is really beautiful I think I rush like I've I've been I there's been like a rush behind me of trying to find the partner of trying to find the the soulmate relationship and so I've been dating from that respect and I've been dating and like putting this pressure on things instead of being able to just enjoy it like being able to like see the beauty and in where I'm at instead of trying to force myself like to to be somewhere else and to find that relationship and dating from like letting the desire or the desperate need which it was back then (laughs) to be in like a relationship shadow my judgment and like stay in situations longer than was necessary or like Mm -hmm. you know if that makes sense Mm, wow this sounds so rich and yeah, I love like all the learning that you've yielded from this reflection of how you approach how you approach singlehood and dating. Mm-hmm. And and when I talk about mistakes, I'm wondering if there's a better word in the English language, like just or even healing portals or something. Mistakes has a connotation that they're they're bad or something, but really they're just such an invitation for us to grow. So yeah, but this approach you had to dating and the rushing of singlehood and I think that's something I see really often of like the incompleteness as whole beings as ourselves how people can put relationships on a pedestal how it can be seen as the fix all when I find the person then I'll be fine and then it can or like a tick box or yeah a milestone when actually none of that will matter if we don't feel whole and complete in ourselves yeah exactly and yeah I think it's this like I I I I so hate you like none of them have been mistakes you know like I I couldn't but it because it's all been beautiful and learnings and I look back and I think oh my gosh like I could have just been so much more present with myself I could have like mm-hmm. really but but then it's it's all perfect and I so so know that I had to go through all of those portals to get mm-hmm. to where I am now but like you say like it is like this rushing of single like this rushing to get out of singlehood is as if like I'm not like because because now like we speak like our lives are so beautifully full and rich and like connected and like gosh like we've got some we've got really incredible lives and that's possible to feel that depth and then also like 
to choose like if you want to date or not on top of that from a place of like you know do I feel the call to do that right now instead of like I do not want to be single anymore I hate being single as opposed to I can't sit with the sensations of being with myself and I guess it comes like that how you spoke about celibacy of like sitting with that okay where where do I seek validation approval acceptance love from others in order to feel okay by myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, I love this and I deeply resonate in terms of some of my own like yeah learning or like what I would do differently is like yeah that staying in relationships too long and and settling for the bare minimum because it felt better than nothing And I think there's levels to that piece too, isn't there? Which we've been discussing very recently is like when you are used to a certain level, like even a slight up level, even a slight, you know, slightly more availability or slightly more like ability to hold the harder conversations feels incredible in your system. And also like you're worth everything that you desire when it comes to relationships. And so like yeah this is where the piece of having sisterhood in your life who hold you to that highest and remind you of what's possible is so important for sure yeah oh, I love what you just said like you are worth everything that you desire in relationships mm-hmm. and yeah I think it's such a beautiful like line to end with as we hold that vision for yeah people dating and knowing that there's so much rich learning and growth and yeah, relationships as a spiritual practice and conscious relationships as a personal development piece in our lives allow us to grow and heal and evolve through seeing, yeah, relationships as teachers mm-hmm. and that we are full and whole by ourselves and we get to come into conscious relationships with others, platonic or intimately, from a place of fullness and a place of meeting our needs and having our needs met by others. I oh, thank you so so much I'm so grateful for all like yeah just your honesty the vulnerability within these conversations and therefore like the depth of being able to unpack some themes that are I feel are really common especially for women around dating patterns and when we look through them with a like a lens of self-acceptance and humor and lightness and yeah kindness and compassion how healing that can be and how much we can grow and evolve through it so thank you for being that that person in this figure so you have to navigate these these conversations with I'm so grateful Mm. thank you so much thank you for you know I've learned so much from you and just being able to walk this path with you and you know laugh whilst we do it is (laughs) the medicine we do laugh a lot we do I like it. and I yeah it's it's incredible because this it can be hard sometimes mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's beautiful it really is so thank you so much thank you for joining me and co-creating this community together I am so grateful you are here